lead the charge with Milwaukee. Performance, power, precision, no petrol hassles. Learn more at milwaukeetool.com.au. Milwaukee, nothing but heavy duty. Aces, I know I always talk about the Rixies, but I've got to offer you the discount again. In case you've forgotten or in case you're sleeping under a rock, we have a special discount code for everyone that listens to this podcast or watch the podcast. It's Aces. Head online to rickseyewear.com.au and use the discount code Aces and you'll get 20% off. That's right, 20% off, one-fifth at checkout and free express shipping. So head online, rickseyewear.com.au and check it out. All right, do we have a big show for you today? Let's get stuck into it. Welcome back, Aces. Tommy Talks is back. I'm back in Australia and we're going to kick it off with a special guest. Will, welcome to the potty, brother. Great to have you. Been chatting all year, but being based in uh, Brisbane, it's hard to get you on. But, mate, yeah. great to see your face. Yeah, lovely to be NFL, we love NFL. I've just got back from the States, so let's just get straight into that for a starting. You know, I just got back from New York. I've went to the worst NFL game in history, the Jets v. the Giants. You know, Giants home game. There's more punts than points. (laughs) Painful. Um, About as painful as watching your Steelers win every week. (laughs) Mate, when did you fall in love with uh, NFL and American sport? Yeah, I loved NFL for a long time. My brother and I got into it, uh, I think, I don't know what year that was. It was when Eli Manning and and Peyton Manning were – the peak of their powers, I reckon. I reckon it was the year Pate, the Broncos won, um, won the Super Bowl. So, uh, yeah, being their Le- brothers, Levi and I, we, we love the, the Manning bros. So, watch them. Uh, and then I sort of moved on to the Steelers after they were no good back then. So, um, but Levi stayed with the Broncos and loved NFL ever since. Was Antonio Brown running around when you fell in love with the Steelers? Yeah, he was flying. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. There you go. You've heard the story with Dunks. Has Dunks told you the story with Cooking, cooking him lunch. He told me he went and did a bit of a training session or a few days with him, but he didn't tell me the answer. Oh, mate, of it. it's outrageous. Him and Hayden Crozier were making him lunch like yeah. peasants in the uh, kitchen. But <laughs> yeah, it all went downhill after that. Yeah. Um, mate, how you going? It's um, let's talk about your uh, you know, your off season. It's it looked much different to everyone else. But first of all, how how are you tracking? How are you feeling? How's the mind? Yeah. Um, from the outside looking in, you're so professional. You look like you're um you're going to get back quicker than anyone because you just do everything uh, perfectly. But how, how's it been? Has it been a bit of a challenge? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's probably um, one of the tougher things I've been through from a, a footy uh, standpoint. But yeah, I'm, I'm in a better position now. I'm in, right in the middle of my rehab. Um, I'm on my 15, 16 weeks now. So well and truly running and starting to kick and do the fun stuff again, which is which is nice for, for the mental side of things. So yeah, um, right back into it and uh, feeling a lot but yeah obviously it was, it was tough especially when the games are still going and um the club getting right through to the grand final um was good for the club but, but tough to, to watch on so yeah it was it's awesome that we're sort of through that now and can look forward to next year there are heaps of questions in you know we always put up the aces questions and you know aces if you're listening or watching i've got your names i normally read them out but i'm gonna ask a few of your questions because they're all kind of on our mind um what were you, what were your initial thoughts once you got injured? Because I've I've spoken to a fair few boys that have had the yeah. same injury, yeah. uh, and talk about what the injury is for anyone that's living under a rock. Um, but what were your initial thoughts? What goes through your head in that moment? Yeah, well, I had uh, a tall ACL um, and had a few other little things uh, with with the injury. So I was around, I think, around seventeen or eighteen uh, last season. Yeah, it was sort of a weird one. I never really felt anything like it, obviously, but. Um, the motion was pretty stock standard, just sort of try to change direction and then try to win a hard ball. Um, it was from a, yeah, from a center bounce and sort of just, I guess, moved a little bit awkwardly. And, um, yeah, I think someone sort of fell back on me a bit and yeah, it was, it was a weird, I thought something was with my kneecap, like I just felt something, you know, my leg leg went that way and my body went the other way and, um, yeah, I knew it wasn't great straight away. And fortunately, yeah, it was, it was the worst possible outcome and, um, yeah, happened very quickly, like 15, 16 weeks um, already is it's flown by. So um, it's good to be through that initial period. Yeah, it is, mate. And you definitely look like you're tackling it and you're going to be back bigger and stronger um, and better. But when you um, when you did it and they, they take you off, do they like? Do they say, oh, mate, like what, what does the doctor say to you? Because they're clearly trying to look after you and say, you know, yeah. you – you're going to be all right, but they're also got to wait till the test the next day. Yeah. The scan, the scan yeah. completely confirms it, doesn't it? Yeah. So I don't MRI the day after, but yeah, obviously 
as it probably most people would know or we, we would know anyway that if you're walking after it, you know it's probably um, not as good for from an ACL standpoint. So I sort of got up and um, started walking and, you know, it was nice to move and the crowd was getting nothing about for me, but it was, I knew like, yeah, this is probably not um, the best news. So then, yeah, when I get off, I do a, a bit of testing and, um, yeah, it was, they sort of alluded to the possibility of what it could have been. Uh, but obviously nothing's set in stone. You can't tell them until the MRIs, as you said. So um, had that the next day, but was sort of trying to stay positive, but thinking that it was going to be that and trying to prepare myself um, for the worst case scenario. And yeah, it ended up being that. Yeah. And once you found out it was the worst case scenario, like how did you, you know, how, just to give people an insight, I know you're a very positive guy. You're very diligent with everything you do, but it was how, how flat were you and how long were you flat for? Yeah. No, it was, it was very, very tough, I think. Um the worst, well, obviously, you know, it's a very painful and just the, all the things that you're trying to do from a physical standpoint, you can't do in the first four weeks, like, you know, just simply walking or getting upstairs and that all sort of adds up as well, uh, as well as the mental side of it. Um, but yeah, I had the MRI on the Sunday and it came through pretty quickly. They were a club were really good about it and um, did it as quick as possible to try and put my mind at ease. And um, yeah, I got the call on the way home and sort of, I was I actually broke down, to be honest, from... Um, after receiving the call and um yeah that was it was really tough for for me and my mum and, and my whole family so yeah it was a, it was a very tough time and don't really like talking about that too much and mm. try to move past it but um yeah now we're through that period and um yeah it's obviously it's about getting back to footy but it's just nice to you know have some normal function again and be able to do things I enjoy doing from a physical and um from a physical training perspective yeah, it is, mate. It's nothing like being able just to run. Yeah. Forget how good little things are, don't you? It's like when yeah. I had my finger surgery. Yeah. I couldn't eat for two weeks. I had two fingers surgery. I couldn't do anything. And yeah. you just go far out. Like you forget how yeah. just you got to be grateful for the little yeah. things, don't you? Absolutely. Um, and with an, with an ACL, I, I, last time I think I spoke to was Johnny Patton, but what's the time frame? Is it a full year, nine months, 12 months? Like what's what, what are they telling yeah. you? Are you kind of – I know it's KPI driven and, yeah, mate, yeah, you got to yeah. tick this off before yeah. you do that. But yeah. have you got a rough – a lot of uh, – a lot of, you know, your fans have, have written in. They want to know when you're kind of aiming to come back. Have you got like a goal on a round that you think would be achievable? Yeah, me um, being probably a bit impatient, just wanting to get back as quick as I can and, and pinpoint around and, and try and get back for that. But I think it's, it's obviously going to be, as you said, driven by what I can achieve and, and how well I heal in that in that time period. It's probably looking at around the 10-month mark, so around eight or nine or somewhere in that ballpark. That's um, great. Is a, is a realistic goal. From from the medical team and the the, club, the team at the club, so um, that's sort of where my head's at with it, and, and just trying to work towards getting back then. Oh mate, fingers crossed, you're back then. You're flying, which you will be. Um, let's keep talking about the year, and then I'm going to move on to a few other things. But I don't mean to be Debbie Downer over here, but the grand final, right? Um, how hard was it watching the boys play, knowing that you you can't be out there? Yep. Um, and also seeing him fall like as, as short as you can, yep. knowing that, you know, that could be you the difference. How, like what goes through your mind watching mm. the game? I mean, I'll be honest with you. I've been emergency, so I haven't been a star like you out, but you're sitting there going, oh, I wish I could be out there, but you're also there for the boys. Yeah. It's a very weird day. Yeah. How are you? Like, because yeah. I, I got a bit of mail that someone was next to you watching you and you were, you were distressed. It was hard <laughs> to watch. So I reckon it was, you just look stressed and, you you know, it was hard to watch for you. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah it was interesting. Like, it's a, it's a tough one because I want nothing um, more than my see my teammates succeed and achieve the ultimate success, even if I can't play. And that was the sort of difficult part. I had to grapple with a bit because, as you said, I, you know, I wish I was out there and um, contributing to hopefully winning the game and, and being a premiership player and, and bring the premiership um, back to the Lions. So, yeah, that was the tough part. And even just the build-up throughout the whole final series, just trying to, you know, chat with people close to me and um, – at that stage of my rehab, I wasn't doing a whole lot. It was sort of more about the recovery phase. So my mind was just racing every all the time, just um, thinking about footy still because it's still right in your face every day. So that was a tough part, just trying to grapple with with those two sort of emotions, I guess. And spoke to a, a, a fair few people who, like you said, you were in a, a bit of a similar position. I, I spoke to Marcus Adams who, um, who who just finished up at the club, but he, you know, went through a similar thing at the Dogs and um, – I spoke to him on Grand Final Day for for a fair while and a bit before that. So, yeah, that was a yeah, it was an interesting one, and um, don't wish upon that 
on anyone, to be honest. So, um, but yeah, it's un- obviously you want the club to win and succeed, and they f- they fell short. So, attention shifts to next year. Yeah, you're right. It does. It moves forward quickly, and um, yeah, it's a it's a shocking situation. Whether you're injured, whether you're emergency, yeah. whether you're long or short term, yeah. uh, it, it's a it's a hard one for everyone yeah. um, that's on the sidelines, but uh, yeah, that's why they're so hard to win yeah, and the exactly boys that right. do it. Do you think everyone should get a medal? Just thinking in my head, do you, <laughs> what, are, what are your thoughts? Obviously, we love our American sport. Yeah. They all get a ring. Yeah. Do you think AFL should go that way? I'm not sure. I think, I don't mind the idea if you play a game throughout the year. Like if, you, if, you're, yep. part of the, if you're part of the um, club in the seniors at some point in the year, then potentially. So one game, you get the medal. No, there's, a bit, of gray, there's a bit of grey there, I think. Yeah, yeah, mate. Potentially, I don't know. It's a hard. It's what about poor Johnny, uh, old mate Johnny in the background there? That's uh, the only player that hasn't played a game on the list, and everyone else has played yeah, one. Yeah, that's a the poor bastard gets about. no yeah. medal. <laughs> yeah, not not great. But I don't know about the NBA. Like, isn't it they if, if they just play in the, with the team that year they get one? I think so. Yeah, I think it's so. not sure about that. And there's that much player movement. Yeah, it's, it's more about the culture. I, I, I don't know. There's a there's a lot of. I'm gonna sit on the fence. I don't have an answer, yeah. but. The way we've been brought up, yeah. you, I feel like if I was receiving a medal and I hadn't played a game yeah. you, you, and you got a bloke on the street that gives you one, like, mate, you didn't deserve that. You Deep down you go, oh, maybe he's right. Maybe yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah, Just because yeah. you've always grown up and it's like the 18 or 22 on the field. Yeah. 23 now, but uh, they get the, you know, you get the medal for their hard work. But yeah, look, it's a great, it's a great argument. Yeah, and a lot discussion. of, hey, a lot of things are changing. Speaking yeah. of change, AFL has just released the fixture as we record this podcast. And I see that you're hosting the Blues at the Gabba. Um, how big is that going to be for the club? Because the last, you know, the final they had up there, which was a cracker, uh, you know, Blues were out flying, but their, their support was huge. It sounded yeah. like a great game to be at. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, I was sitting like second level on the wing and, and they were sort of flying at the start of the game. It was a bit of a worry and the crowd went a bit quiet. Oh, mate, from our home. Yeah. Well, yeah, they went. They were up and about. But, yeah, that'll be a huge game. I think what they've done is um, pretty interesting and, and unique and, and cool for the game. So, um, yeah, it'll be, it'll be cool to kick the season off that way. There's a lot of angry Carlton fans and <laughs> Collingwood fans. I know the Pies are going to the, the Giants Stadium. Yeah. Um, obviously, the AFL's recognised as a gap with uh, NRL going to Vegas, yep. which uh, they're going to try – Get in there, but um, ah, you got to you got to let you got to try new things. You're in business, you know. You got to try, yeah, exactly the, you got to right. learn from all these things. Um, speaking of, mate, we'll um, we'll get to a little bit of footy stuff later. But let's talk about um, you before we talk about business. You're a very impressive young man. How old are you now? Just nineteen. Nineteen years yeah. old. Like if I, what is it about? I mean. How are you – this is a weird question, but how are you so impressive at a young age? I'm sure you get this a lot. Is the way you've yeah. been brought up, is it someone's – like you just present well, you're very professional, um, you're very good at certain things that other people take a few more years to progress. Where did you start to, you know, be so elite? <laughs> Interesting question. Um, no, I think you alluded to it a bit with the, how I was brought up. That's definitely part of it, my um, – mum and dad and, and my family I'm very close with and um yeah they had a, a big contribution to um you know steering me in, in the path that I'm sort of going down now and but yeah I think a lot of it comes back to just um my values and and what I uh yeah my, my purpose I guess for not just well first of all trying to achieve myself and, and put everything um do everything I can in my power to to be the best player and person I can be and that's that's a big part of it but trying to help others as well and 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 try and help them achieve what they want to achieve. So that's sort of where my business sort of pursuits came from. Um, and yeah, just trying to lead by example in, in that's from that standpoint and, and drive myself to, to try to be as successful as I can be. What is your purpose? <laughs> my purpose, well, my business um, is Wash Performance and Wellbeing. We've got an app that we just released. And um, my purpose with that is to, to try and provide kids, I guess, who are maybe not in those elite pathways or um, are too young to be that, um, you know, provide them with resources and information that can potentially set them up. I think, you know, people go through their junior careers, if you're talking from a footy standpoint or just in general, um, potentially go through the motions a bit or don't know how to get to where they want to get to. I think so many people maybe fall short because they just don't have the access um, to to what they need to, to be the best they can be. So that's, that's sort of my purpose, to try and provide um, support, the leadership, um, content, resources, uh, opportunity to all these 
not disadvantaged, but just potentially, you know, la- lacking in some of those areas through um, through access, I guess, and, and, and try to provide them with the opportunity. Love it, mate. Love that. And what about your personal with footy life? Yep. Very similar? Yeah, I think so. I think that's where I always came from when I was younger. Um, just, yeah, trying to do everything in my power, not 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 wasting a day. Um, I just love, well, obviously love footy and it's, it's pretty, you know, I love going into the to work every day and, and knowing that's what I got to do just, to, you know, trying to achieve on the footy field amongst other things, obviously. But, um, yeah, so I just love the grind, love, even though now I'm in a bit of that, that rehab phase and it, it's a tough sort of period, I guess. I still love, you know, going in when, you know, everyone's on holidays and, and putting in the work early in the morning and um, working towards getting back and hopefully having an impact. Love it, mate. Love it. You are built differently. A lot of people listening would be questioning themselves, wouldn't they, Brady? They'd be looking in the mirror going, he's 19 and then we're all 30, looking like, you know what? But, mate, very impressive and love seeing the business side. Let's talk about the business side. I I get, you know, i just really interested in this stuff. Um, when did you start uh, Wash? And, and it's an app. I know apps are not easy. So who's creating the app? When did you decide yep. to go from, you know, content to app? Yeah. Yeah, I had the vision probably – Oh, a few years ago now, maybe three or four years ago, um, and was sort of just waiting to hopefully build a bit of a, a profile and um, get the access myself, I guess, to be able to put more time and effort into into the app and, and the business. So, yeah, I've got a, a team of a few of us who sort of work. We're all pretty young and ambitious and trying to, you know, learn new things every day. So, um, yeah, that, that's sort of the, the vision with the, the app and the business and um, got a few events on the go as well, which will – Hopefully, it'll be pretty exciting um, in the future. So, yeah, we're, we're looking forward to it. It's just the beginning for us. So, yeah, it'll be an exciting um, next phase. So, what do we do? We download the app. What do we like? Sell the app to me. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, we've got a socials, Instagram. So, um, link, links in my in my bio and and wash washes bio through Instagram and TikTok. And then, yeah, we've got our own website. So you can you can sign up through there as well. And um, yeah. And the, the event the events is actually another sort of key aspect that we're trying to push as well. Trying to, We're doing an event in uh, about a month now here in Melbourne just for um, the similar target market market to teach some footy education, some um, things around uh, on-field performance, off-field, some sort of stuff we're just talking about now yeah. with the professionalism and things like that. So, um, yeah, looking forward to, to building that up as well. Yeah, beautiful, mate. And where where's this event? How do people get involved? Yeah, it's at Trevor Barker Oval, which is um, in Sandy. It's the 3rd of December, so it's the same sort of deal. Sign up through the socials and um, there's a fair bit of content on our on our social media around what the day is going to look like and um, same thing for the app. Plenty of, plenty of content yeah. and resources there to um, have a look on. Now, personally with recovery, mate, I've got my own methods and I don't care what you say. I'm just going to tell you what I think. Yeah. I think skins, uh, you know, performance, I think they're a waste of time. Yeah. What is your opinion on my opinion? <laughs> Why do you ask that? Well, I think they're a myth. I think there's a lot of things about recovery that you need to be doing, but I used to hate wearing skins. I used yeah. to think they made me body temperature hot. I couldn't, yeah. just couldn't relax. But, you know, it was a team rule that you had to wear them after a game, had to travel in yeah. them. I used to just hate it. Yeah. There's this like, your boys are laughing here. Do you love skins? Yeah. Um, this isn't a, this isn't a stitch up. This no, is genuine. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Um, well, yeah, no, I was, I was instructed by the medical team to, to wear skins when I was traveling. So I flew, was it two days ago now? I was wearing them then. I'm wearing them now, actually. Are you really? Yeah, You're I not am. one of those guys. My mate used to wear them out all the time. And, hey, I'm, I'm a just, one of them. Just one. for the knee. Like, I wouldn't, oh, a I, bit different I, for see, the See, I wouldn't opt to wear them um, – you know, on the podcast. No, sorry, a bit for, different. Bit yeah. different when you're going through what you're going through. I'm talking when there's no the boys are laughing <laughs> at the back. The back I, I am telling you now, they're a myth. If <laughs> you're fit and available, not if you've got a knee injury. Obviously, compression is very important. Cork, yeah. you know, all this stuff. But I'm yeah. talking when your body's flying yeah. and wearing them for two days after a game. Do you think? No, nah, myth. Yeah, myth. I, I agree with you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, I just need to ask the king of wash. You know, there's a. Recovery king over here. What What is your favorite type of um, recovery for your own body? Like, you know, yeah. what do you prefer? There's obviously so many different yeah, things. Yeah. I think there's a lot. I try and tap into a lot of them, to be honest. Um, I think you can't go past like ice bath. I love, I've started doing the sauna actually a fair bit. Um, not sure if there's a lot of research behind that, but I think that works fairly well. We do that with the boys. So um, doing that, yeah, three, four times a week, which is probably a new one I've adopted. But then, yeah, the, the typical stuff with like ice baths and, 
um, like myo, physio, myotherapy, um, you know, stretching, rolling, all the, all the simple stuff sort of adds up. Um, you can't go wrong with that. Yeah, love it, love it. I'm a big, I prefer massaging, hate stretching. I'd prefer like, a, you know, that when they massage and they can stretch, you can do all that yeah. neural stuff. Yeah. Love that. Love the ice bath. I reckon yeah. not too much ice though. Like you got to do it Just three times a week. Yeah, yeah, like make it, do it with impact. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Doing it every day. I feel like the body gets used to it. Yeah, that's true. Um, but hey, I got to ask the recovery king about all this stuff. Any other business stuff off field that you're doing? Is this, is business, this business stuff, is this what gives you your release? Because my mail is you are a footy head. You love footy. You've already said that. And sometimes, and this is just what, you know, you see this is when people are so all out on footy, yep. um, they can get really stressed when something like an injury does happen, but you've got an outlet, which yep. is the business stuff. Um, is that what gives you that kind of release? Yeah, it's definitely a big part of it. Um, that's probably the number one. I love golf as well. play a lot of golf. Ah, yeah. Yeah. So we can talk about that for hours if you want, but um, yeah, lo love golf. That's what well, actually, I can't play much golf at the moment either with the knee, yeah. but um, yeah, they're probably the main two in season that I've focused heavily on outside as well as, you know, hang out with, with friends and, and family and stuff like that. But yeah, from a, um, yeah, well, that's where my go. focus leads to. Yeah, yeah. Golf's good. Golf's great. Well, we'll get Dommy Tyson to sort you out with some clutching co. I know yeah, he's just, some, I've got some gear. Yeah. He's got some yeah, good stuff, doesn't he? Yeah. He's just, I was talking to him earlier. He's got some great stuff coming. Every time we talk golf, we've got to drop the clutching co and discount code aces. If you're out there, clutching code keeps that one alive for all the listeners. <laughs> um, Mate, talk about the year. I want to know the the um, NFL, the AFL drafts coming up, and uh, you went pick two, father son. You know, I remember when you were about to get drafted, the hype for the whole year, probably when the underages started to get a lot of content online. Some people are out there filming. You know, that just yeah, you wouldn't yeah. normally get that. Yeah. I reckon you probably you and Nick Dacos were the first of its kind, but. What's the what's it like going so early and having so much media attention? Like, is, is there a lot of pressure, or do you kind of block out that external noise? Yeah, I was probably, as you said, I was a bit more exposed to it early on. Like baseline footy, who do a lot of that media stuff, I got to be following now. Um, that probably kicked off, yeah, as you said, when Nick was um, his draft year, and then mine as well. So I had a fair bit of exposure, which sort of probably. You know, it's, it's nice. It's a bit of fun and um, it feels good. But I think I was probably a bit more prepared leading into an AFL environment that what, what it comes with and um, wasn't too starstruck, I guess, by all that hype and attention. So I was just more focused on um, trying to come in and impact straight away because, you know, it was drilled into me really early days from from dad and other uh, mentors I had that um, it, it, it doesn't, you know, come easy when you, when you get to the AFL. And it all restarts, so it doesn't matter what you did in your, in your junior career. It's, it's it's a new, completely new environment, and the most important time to perform. So um, that's what I sort of focused on to get myself ready to play. My, my goal was to play round one. I did that, and then to to really have an impact and and help the team win every week. No, you certainly did. You certainly did. So going through that draft, all the media stuff, you're kind of preparing through that. It wasn't too. They didn't really phase you at all. No, not too much. I didn't do because I was always I was I signed with the Lions. I think in August that year. So. Must be a nice feeling. Just it is, knowing it you've got nice. this squiggle in August. Everyone else has to yeah, wait till what, what November, December. Yeah, I could just enjoy my footy then, and you know, try and play some good footy for the Dragons and, and Vic Metro and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I didn't do too many interviews at the draft and uh, sort of cruise around a little bit. But from a, yeah, from a media standpoint, I just sort of tried to soak it in and enjoy yeah. it and. Get ready for the year. Was it great seeing Nick go through before you? Just you know, just to see the impact he had as a, at a young age. As I was clearly flying, one of the you know, the one of the best I, I think everyone's seen at such a young age. Um, did that give you good confidence going into your season? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, what he was able to do from an underage perspective. Oh, sorry, eighteen under eighteen's perspective, and then yeah, in his first year was was absolutely yeah for sure. Um, I think that opened up a new pathway for. You know, first year, I did. I play more mid and half four, but for first year players, um, sort of play off half back and have a great impact there. Like what she's did last year was probably you know following that sort of mold. So yeah, it, what what he did and, um, and for you know for future guys coming through this year and 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 years to come, it'll absolutely set them up. Now, I don't play fantasy AFL super coach, but, you know, I love me NFL. But if I was, and there's a lot of people listening, who are the young guns coming through the draft this year? You know, when you're in your, you know, you're in tack with all these guys, there's always a couple of specials 
that you know that aren't getting hyped enough. Are there, is there anyone that you just think is going to be a superstar that's going to be drafted? Um, I think when this podcast comes out, the next week or so. But yeah, yeah. in the twenty twenty three national draft. Um, to be honest, I haven't watched a lot of the the underage guys this year. I've watched a lot of well, a lot of them play against Levi, I guess, or, or some with. Um, but I think like Riley Sanders will be. I play with him probably a bit biased, but I play with him. Um, my brother played with him this year. I think yeah, his his ability to to rack it up and um, just use the ball well, very very silky, silky smooth midfielder, and um, yeah, he'll he'll be able to come in um, and have an impact straight away, or at some point have a long career, I reckon. So he's probably one that that I'd, I'd touch on, and, and yeah, he had some great had some great games this year and achieved some some great accolades and, and things like that. So um, yeah, he, he'll, he'll be good when he comes in. Let's talk about Levi, your brother. How, how, is your brother get drafted this year? No, he's next draft. Next year, yeah. I thought so. He's only underage. How do you yeah. go this year? I don't. As I said, I haven't been tuning in, but did yeah. he, I know he's. As I said, that baseline footy—that was the one I was trying to think of. Yeah, it pops yeah. up all the time. Yeah. Is he better than you, or have you got yeah, him covered? He's, he's better. You think he's better? Oh, I don't know. Oh, I'll just say oh, that. Give him a pump. Yeah, give him a pump up. So he, but he's yeah. he's a superstar as well. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's a gun. Um, he'll be. Yeah, so he's next draft, and yeah, just trying to. He's just trying to prepare himself. He's had a good taste of playing Vic Metro this year, and um, you know, winning. We, Won the premiership this year again with the Dragons, so he's, he's had some good taste of, of underage footy, and um, now yeah, just prepare for next year. Another father son, or maybe we'll see. He's his own. He's his own person. He can um make his own decisions and see see what he wants to do. What is there? Is there maybe he won't be father son, or maybe not. Might have to ask Jeez, him. Get the, him on the potty next. I have to. Yeah. The Lions would be filthy if he didn't come. I mean, these father sons—they're popping out left, right, and center. Collingwood are flying. <laughs> the Lions are flying. You wonder why they're both in the granny. Um, must be good having it. What was it like having a younger brother? Like I never had one, but you know, you're both very like. You, you, do you have any sisters? Yeah, one sister. She's one sister. 14, yeah. Is she elite at something as well? What yeah, is she? She, is. she plays netball and footy. Yeah. Yeah. So she's she's a superstar as well. I mean, yeah. what your parents are just unbelievable. Yeah, you can put it down to that if you want. Yeah. What are the? <laughs> let's talk about like seriously. Like, what is it that you know when you're doing a young age? Clearly, you're yeah. doing something different. You three. Yeah. Well, we grew up. On the Gold Coast, mainly we moved to Melbourne uh, when I was, I think, thirteen or fourteen. So they were there on the Goldie well, prior to that. So, um, yeah, we had an acre block, had every sport you could play. Sort of had a basketball court, um, footy oval marked out with paint, and it was all. Yeah, it was a dream for a, a three, you know, young kids who love sports. So yeah, we just mucked around in the backyard and, and played every sport every day. So that would probably. A testament to to that, I guess, which which set us up. But um, yeah, I think it just comes back down to the passion and the love for it, like the for Levi and I, um, and Lucy. Like we all love footy and want to be great at it. So you know, we we invest a lot of time into it. And you know, they're a bit younger and a little bit behind me, but then you know, starting to understand those those things that we we've just been discussing around the professionalism and and the um, dedication you need to to succeed. So yeah, they're starting to tap into that and. Reaping the rewards. Love it. Now, there's a oh, – I need to read it. I need to read the great man's name. We've had – as I said, we've had some great questions that have popped in. But um, now that Danny Rich has retired, I believe that your old man's number is available, the yeah, 10. Is, yep. So will you be moving in – this is from Matt Hogg. Will you be moving into number 10 following Dan Rich's retirement like the old man? It's a good question. Um, have you thought about it? I did have a think about that. Crossed my mind. Um, I'm not sure what the club's going to do about it. To be honest, I'll stay on the eight. I think I want to. I want to stay number eight and um, yeah, trying to you know forge my own legacy, I guess, or stay on my own journey and, and same path. And um, yeah, I'm not sure they might. You know, so if they come to you and said, "Mate, we think you should jump in 10, You'd say, "No, nah, I'm happy with eight. Potentially, there's a few few things that um could change up until. Then. I'm not sure what they're going to do with it this year, though, depending on. I don't think any of the new dra- the sorry the new recruits are taking it all. I'm not sure. They might give it a week. Uh, sorry, a year off. They could do that. Yeah, that'd be. Oh, you can't leave smart. ten on the sidelines, can you? It's a great number. Not you, but anyone. Like you think a young draftee. Yeah, you'd, you'd want. Have you got a first round pick? Don't think so. No. Yeah, you can't give it to anyone. I Freo shouldn't have gave me eleven. I should have had fifty. <laughs> um, it's great though. You got number eight. If you had thirty eight, like you know, some high number, you'd oh, jump take, into ten, yeah, wouldn't for you? Sure, yeah. It's pretty important getting a low number. Absolutely. It is. What numbers were available when you went to the Lions? Um, well, the, the yeah, free agency in the trades before the draft. So 
I think well five became available, but obviously Dunks, Dunks and he swooped in there. Yeah, that's, um, a, that's one of my favourite. Obviously, James Heard fan. Yeah, yeah, well, I was keen on five, but then then Dunks got in there, which is fair enough. Um, I think it was eight, and then there was a fair gap. I don't know, yeah. maybe in the late the twenties or something. So, um, yeah, I got on that pretty quickly. That's something I admire about Nick Dacos. He's got the high number. I was 35 and he's yeah. stuck with it. Yeah. yeah, normally they, but he's, I think they changed the rules because they normally give it to the first draft, you know, the first year. Yeah, and then yeah, they, yeah. But he's stuck with it and he's he's made it famous. Yeah. 35. No, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Did you, um, who, when you grew up, who who was, who was some athletes that you, there's another question. I'm stealing questions here. I need to read their names there, but I'll read them out in a second. Who were some athletes that you really looked up to as a young kid? Yeah, I've got probably two key ones. Well, Reason why I really want a number eight and, and love wearing number eight is because of Kobe Bryant. Um, he came in and wore eight when he was young, and um, so he he's probably from a you know American sport perspective, he's probably yeah the one of my idols, and um, that probably taps back in to discuss a little bit around the professionalism and the discipline and drive and, and all those sorts of things. He sort of was a key one in inspiring me to go down that path, I guess. And then the other one was Joel Selwood who. Everyone knows, and um, I think one thing that I admired about well, I was a Geelong fan growing up. Um, one thing I admired about him was his leadership and his ability to lead on field and drive the standards and you know, lead by example. And that's something I try and pride myself on from a leadership perspective. Um, you know, captaining a few teams uh, last year with, with the Dragons and um, and Metro and things like that. So they're probably the, the two main ones. Love it, yeah. And and Joel's one of the best blokes you can, you yeah, know, the nicest yeah. guys in the world. Yeah. Um, it's a, it's a perfect example. When did you, um, so when you're growing up, I heard you were good at other sports. Was there any other sports that you thought you might, you know, pick over at AFL or was AFL always the, the one? No, AFL was always, I was always pretty sold, um, and wanted to play AFL, but, um, that was probably one thing mum always wanted to, um, wanted us to do was play other sports. And I played rugby union for school on the Gold Coast for, a number of years and, and love that. That was, that was good fun. Um, but like, like swimming, athletics, cross country, all those things that are sort of attached to the school. Um, I always did them right up until I graduated. So, um, I think, yeah, they set you up as well from, a, from, from those things with the discipline and that standpoint, but also just the, the physical fitness and, um, giving back to the school as well. Yeah. Let's go to the questions. That last one was from Wacko Jacko. That was his name. So Wacko Jacko, thanks for writing in. Mate, some questions here about your funniest on-field interaction in your first year from Harry Lord. Did you, does, is, there, is there something that stands out? Um, funniest on-field interaction. Uh, one that I was a bit surprised by, to be honest, was when we were playing the Suns, um, Q Clash and Nick Holman and I had a little bit of a scuffle. Um, I'm not sure why that actually ended up happening, but that was sort of a, a bit of a talking point that week in the club. And um, yeah, I don't want to talk about that too much, but yeah, it was, yeah, a, yeah. It was a pretty interesting one. We just sort of, yeah, it just sort of happened. And Push and shove. He's a good man, Nick, but we, yeah. we, we've got to get him back next year. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, so that was, I can't think of anything really, really funny, but that was just sort of a, a weird, interesting one. There was a bit of fun on the field. Did he so. just come for you? I can't, did, just, did he, was he tagging you or something? No, I, I don't know. I just handballed off and he got, got me in a bit of a headlock and he had a bit <laughs> <laughs> a roll around on the ground, which is a bit of fun, but um, yeah, it was a bit of a surprising, surprising. The one. Q Clash will heat up next year. They're, yeah, they're, they're, like it's yeah, going to be. Yeah. That, that's what you got to do. You got to get some, you know, a bit of grunt in it. But um, yeah, I don't mind it. it. Yeah, it'll be. It's going to be. It should be a great little clash next year yeah. with you know Dimmer going up there and you yep. boys just coming out of the grand final. You know what I mean? They're going to yeah. be going. Well, we want to take their head off. They're the yeah. king of Queensland at the moment. Yeah, well, round round twenty they were um, had a number which was they played. Yeah, I watched that game and that was. Um, yeah, beat us up. So that was, you know, it'll be good, good first one next year. It'll be fun. Love it. Oh, I haven't, I can't skip past this one there. I mean, I don't know how many people have asked this question. Your hair routine. This is from RB Guthrie and a few others. Your hair's slick, like yeah. premium. Do you put a heap of product? Talk to me about the routine. Are you washing yeah. it, conditioning it every day? Are you slicking it back? Is it naturally sitting like that? Um, I've got this question a fair bit, but it's a pretty boring answer, to be honest. I don't do a whole lot. Just, you know, your, your typical shampoo and conditioner, you know, every week or so. And so once a week? That's, yeah. Yeah. Probably, yeah. Um, you know, if, put gel in it every now and then. Just Bit to, of gel. So not wax, just gel. Yeah, just pretty basic stuff that just yep. sort of sits in place. I'm pretty keen for haircuts. getting pretty long, I reckon, so. And who cuts the hair? Like, is it when you go to the 
hairdressers, you're very like, hey, hey, keep this looking. Yeah, I've got, I've got a couple. I've got one here in Melbourne and one um, back in Queensland and, yeah, can't can't deviate away from them. So What's like, what do you say to them when you roll in? Oh, they know now. Yeah, but when yeah. you started, you're yeah. like, oh, just, just clean it up, but don't touch the stuff. Like, you know, you can't be shaving it and that, just a little trim. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a particular process. Like, you got to, I like, I don't mind the mullet, so we got to, you know, shave the sides and um, clean up around the ears and then, you know, keep it pretty long at the back. We just, you know, keep it level. What's with Basic the mullet? Why, why does everyone have mullet? How long do you reckon mullets are going to last? I don't know. Like, like yours is a yeah. slick mullet, you know, and, and there's a lot of, like, yeah. they look good, but yeah, yeah. do you think they're going to, like, when do you reckon they'll phase out? I don't know. They, they have them flow a bit. Um, I'm keen to, I want to shave my head, to be honest. That'd be. That'd, really? I don't know. It'd be, be pretty fun. So I don't know. Well, summer shaved head when you're back, maybe. I mean, it gets hot up there. Yeah. Um, Righto. Let's keep going through a couple of questions here. Oh, here's a good one. Nicole Dean, has anyone ever told you that you look like Prince Charming from Shrek? <laughs> yeah, I've got that a little bit. Um, yeah, I've seen that around a little bit. That my mate's teasing me about it a bit. So, oh, you're um, a good looking lad. You just you just own that. Yeah, I'll take it. I'll take. He's not a bad looking. Are you rather that than Shrek? I would. Yeah, yeah, I would. But no, I've yeah got that, got that a bit. So yeah, Drew Howlett. This is a nice question for um, and this will relate to what you're doing. But any advice for small midfielders who are about to be playing kids heaps bigger than them uh, yeah. out there? What would your advice be? Because no doubt you've probably been in that position. Yeah, I think. Um, well, one thing I learned um, or was instilled in me through through Lockie Neal was um, just, you know, priding yourself on being clean. That was something I always sort of tried to pride myself on in a, uh, from a junior standpoint. But, yeah, getting to the club now, you just see how hard he works on that. So um, I think that's the key one. It doesn't matter how big or how small or you know, whatever. Um, yeah, it matters how clean you are over the footy. Um, when there's pressure on, you don't fumble. Um, so that's something that I'd probably, yeah, spread to, to, to give, to give him and, um, everyone really, not, not just small midfielders, but, uh, any, any midfielder to, to really pride yourself on being clean over the footy and, and not family. Love it. From Macchia, what have you personally enjoyed most about your footy journey so far, especially the Lions, AFL football? AFL. Um, yeah, on four, would have been nice to talk about the final series, but, um, that was unfortunately, yeah, cut short. But I think, um, not not necessarily a specific moment, but I think just the AFL environment in general, um, like especially being around the club at the Lions, it's just you know the, the opportunity to go in week to week and and build up and um, and train and, and play and get better as a team. Um, but if I was going to put one one moment, it was probably the the goal of the year. That was you know oh, yeah. that was pretty nice to get that. That yeah. sailed through. So um, I don't remember that much, to be honest, but that was sort of a nice little moment, I guess. Well, we're going to talk about the Milwaukee handiest tool, but we <laughs> might as well bring it up right now. The Milwaukee's handiest moment, I should say. Mate, I'm imagining that is it. I don't want to give you an answer, but yeah. let's be honest. It's 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 the handiest thing I've seen, and you got you know rewarded um, on Brownlow night. Try break it down a little bit better. You know, yeah, your okay. Milwaukee tools, handiest moment, I'm kind of giving it away here, but we know with Milwaukee and Handy and, you know, this is the, what you did. I remember watching the replay because I think I was out and we're like, how how has he done that? <laughs> and you, what, what round was that? Seven, I think. So it's early and obviously, yeah. as I said, a lot of hype going through, you know, as a young draftee. What, talk to me about the moment. Even You would have watched the replay. How many times did you watch the replay? <laughs> Be honest. Uh so oh, probably 10. Oh, you're lying. 10,000, oh, 10, <laughs> I reckon. <laughs> Can you break it down for me? And then maybe the aftermath, like, you know, a lot of people yeah, would have been yeah, reaching yeah. out going, mate. Yeah. No, um, so, yeah, really early in the second second quarter, I was a bit probably a bit quieter in the first. I was like, started on ball in the second. I was yeah, pretty keen to get involved and, and get going a bit. And, um, yeah, on the move in the, at the forward 50 stoppage and um, the ball was sort of, off the rucks and they were bouncing. It was getting hit, you know, a bit further back than usual. Probably wasn't getting the soft drop. So sort of ran ran that boundary pattern and it sort of spilt out and um, tried to tap it forward if you can see in the vision, sort of stayed behind me a bit. So, um, yeah, just sort of went up and tr- went reached back for it and, and grabbed it and, and threw it on the boot. I don't, I'm not, yeah, I'm not sure why I decided to um, – I think that everything leading up to it was pretty stock standard, jumping up and getting it, maybe giving off a handball, but – 
what's right decided to try and, you know, the instinct just kicked in, I guess. And, um, yeah, sort of kicked the banana on the outside. And I was sort of in line with the goals when it was sort of floating. So I couldn't really tell if it was going through and sort of just listen to the crowd and, um, yeah. Yeah, not sure it happened. Mate, it's one of the most yeah. spectacular goals. I don't think you could – oh, you probably could, but I reckon if you tried to do it another – not just you, but everyone a thousand times, I don't reckon yeah. they get it through. It's To do it on game day like that, it's amazing what happens when your instincts kick in. You mm, don't even think. Absolutely. Yeah. If you were thinking about it, you'd probably miss it. Um, yeah. Well, congratulations on the goal of the year. Again, not, not many people win that award, and especially in their first year. Um, certainly something to celebrate. And you'll be going home, mate, with our brushless pruning shears and our leather holster from Milwaukee Tools. Beautiful. So lightweight design offers maximum accessibility and control while reducing user fatigue. So no fatigue over here, big boy. Take the skins off. Don't worry about that. 15,000 cuts per charge on a 13 millimeter branch, and it comes with a 2.5 amp starter pack. And as I said, the leather holster to get you started. Talking about the Milwaukee tools, how do you go in the garden now? You're quite handy. You've got to have some weaknesses, <laughs> mate. You can't be good at everything. No, nah, that probably is a weakness of mine. I'm living um, with, with Jasper Fletcher and, and Shadow Brain, who's a rookie at the club as well. And um, he, he's pretty handy. He loves that sort of stuff. So he'll be he'll be thrilled with the Love that. Make sure you send some um, put him to work, you know, trim the garden, yeah, yeah, all absolutely. the hedges. You got the you got the tools there. Um a big shout out to Milwaukee as always. We thank you for your support. Um, back to a few more questions. What does an average game day look like for you? I'd imagine you're very, as I said, you're very professional and set in your ways and a lot of people are different. Some people are just cruisy, but what does yeah. your, what does your prep look like just the night before? Just say it's a two o'clock game, right? What yeah. does your prep look like on a Friday Arvo into a, into a game, game day? Yeah. I'm not too rigid. Um, obviously cause we're traveling a little bit, um, it'll, it'll vary a little bit, but oh, yeah, I try to stay pretty consistent with what I'm doing in terms of, um, eating and stuff like that, just so I'm not. You know, what are you sick eating? Or anything. So I'll, the night before, well, it depends again, sort of just um, if we're traveling or not. But yeah, you know, chicken, rice, and veggies. Try to keep it pretty, you know, stock standard to not you know feel too feel too different the next day. And then um, like oats. The, sorry, the, the, the day of the game, you know, having oats and and fruit and stuff like that. Maybe um, like a sandwich or and some more rice. I don't mind rice. I'd prefer probably prefer the rice over. The pasta. White um, rice or brown? Either one. Doesn't matter. fussy, nah. Um, and then, yeah, sort of on game, like when I get to the ground, um, having like a little pack that I have, so like the gels and the you know, energy bars and, and Red Bull and stuff like that. Um, but from a outside of the nutrition stuff, probably like going for a walk in the morning and, and getting myself moving a little bit. Uh, and then I'll probably have a sleep like mid, midday or, or if it's a two o'clock game, probably won't, but if it's a later game, Try and relax in the middle of the day, and um, we get into the ground very early these days. So um, there's not a whole lot of time if you th- if you think about a two o'clock how, game. How, like how early? Like two hours, two three hours, fifteen. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So yeah, most of the stuff to really prepare goes on when you get there. So yeah. And if I'm playing with you, if I'm walking past, slapping you on the ass, jeering you up, you <laughs> you don't like that, or you like to be left alone, or you you get kind of just once you're there, you start to just relax a bit. No, I relax. I'm pretty relaxed. I don't cruisey. Yeah, just cruise. Like there's maybe a few. You know, a few little blocks of twenty minutes where I'm just, you know, trying to get some stuff done. Have a think about the game and yeah. don't say too much. But yeah, I'm I'm pretty crazy. Music? You a music man? Um, nah, not really. Not really. The, the boys love it. Like you don't need to motivate yourself. You're ready nah, to go. I'm ready to go. Yeah. Well, Ch- Charlie loves the um the big speaker and the tune. So you sort of just I can imagine you just get that. what you're giving him. Guess <laughs> yeah, what, yeah, what, yeah, what, he, what he puts on. So and some players that have really impressed you at the Lions. No doubt, a lot. There's a great club, but yeah. Just what's it been like? I mean, I know obviously I know Dunks and Lockie Neal really well, and a few yeah. other boys you mentioned. But what's it like to be working in that midfield group and some coaches? Anyone's kind of taught you something you didn't know? Yeah, I think uh, well, yeah, those those guys definitely from a midfielder's perspective um, have, have been huge. But yeah, from a um, coaching standpoint, Cam Bruce, the midfield coach, um, really really close with him and work with him. We'll probably talk to him most days in the season, trying to just build on. Um, week to week performances. So he's been a huge impact on me. And um, I think focusing a little bit more on the, on the defensive work and how I can best position myself defensively and, uh, and execute those things to, to better, you know, um, kickstart my offense, I guess. So um, yeah, just trying to tweak little things throughout the week, have different plans week to week. And um, yeah, he's been huge for me. Um, and it, also with my injury, like just a, a great support network for me outside of footy, um, which will no doubt, um, 
help me with, with our relationship when we get when I get back playing. Yeah, that's um it's important, isn't it? There's absolutely. Someone that's not just a coach but a, a good mate yeah, you can absolutely. call. Some days you just yeah. need to have a chat and talk talk a bit of life because you're struggling. Um Oh, we've got one here, James Stapleton. Anything special coming with Rockaby Farms, mate? Special shout out to Rockaby. They yeah, are the best protein elite. shake elite. by a mile. Yeah. You know, I've messaged you about them before. Yeah. I, I, what, what's your favorite flavor? Oh, I was never into the coffee, but I love the coffee Do now. Yeah. Yeah. Or the vanilla, which is. I like smash honeycomb. Really? Honeycomb and chocolate. Full. Right, I don't know. And they sell out all the time. I don't know whether it's a strategy, yeah. but. Rockaby, start sending more yeah. down to Woolworths because yeah, they always they sell out it like in every, every day. Every day, yeah. Yeah. So you, oh, you gotta load up. Any plans with them? Oh yeah, I'm I'm pretty keen to start stay on board with them. I wouldn't mind, you know, getting a couple of new flavors out there or something. That'd be pretty fun. What flavor so. would you bring out? Let's if you know Rockaby's listening right now. Yeah, anyone out there, it's a protein uh shake, but they've obviously got yeah. all other things. But yeah. you know, most of the things you're drinking. Like, like a mango one or something. Oh, mango, you reckon? Yeah. I, I used to love that when I was growing up. Mango yeah, smoothie, right. so, and that's sort of, I don't know, I don't know how that would work with them, but they're pretty keen on that. Well, it comes down to sales, but Mango, if the big, if they, the big dog, the ambassador <laughs> wants it, they should bring you out a limited range. Um, now, mate, let's get you in some Rixies. You've been getting much sun in the off season? Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I've been heading down the beach a bit, so. Um, where's the, be- where's your local? We're spending a bit of time with the Goldie, so down, down in Burley and just oh, cruising around those streets. Yeah, that's the grass, mate. <laughs> I got you two options because yeah, I know you. I've given you, you know, you're rocking a pair before. We've got the Melrose here. Yep. I got you the cherry, and I've also got the champagne. You can pick one of them uh, and chuck it? them on. Yeah, beautiful. With Rick's and Rick's, oh yeah, Rick's on tour. Um, yeah, and it. anyone out there, by the way, we have our Black Friday sale on right now, so our discount code won't work when the sale's on. But get in, everything slash website, going crazy, biggest time of the year. Mate, leave them on while I ask you this question. Or oh, you're going to try the other ones yeah, on. I'll try those. Try the other ones on. Um, and also, it's a you know, there's gift with purchases, special deals of the day. So if you head to rickseyewear.com, you'll be able to check it out. The boys have given you approval on what color. Which color, boys? What do you like, champagne or the cherry? Cherry. They were talking bang. about the cherry all the way here. They was oh, they were go. hoping if you had a few spare ones. Well, I don't know. The boys were in town. We would have been able to give the boys a little pair. Um, now Rick's on tour. Everyone watching the great man's wearing the cherry Melrose. Um, if you were to bring two teammates yeah. on tour with you, they all get a pair of Rixies. They go away. You got to go international, right? Where are you going, and who are you taking? They have to be boys you play footy with. Play footy with. Um. Good question. I think well, we we're planning to go this year with a couple of the boys. So um, I'll probably take the two housemates. You can't leave. You can't leave one of them out. So I'll probably take Shadow and, and Jasp um, to to America. I reckon you can't can't go past the the NFL, the NBA, the golf combination over there. So um, probably yeah, do a little tour around. What's the location you'd go? Yeah, I don't know. I've I've only been sort of LA, San Diego. So I wouldn't mind going. Um, or well, big Pittsburgh Steelers fans. Well, say, Pittsburgh, yeah. probably not the best spot to go, but it'd be no. great for a little yeah, weekend. It'd be good to uh, get to the stadium, maybe in um, New York. I, I would would love to go back to San Diego. It was a pretty cool spot. So yeah, San Diego. I haven't ones. been to San Diego, but like I love Newport, which is just in the middle of San Diego yeah. and and yeah. outside of LA. Yeah, I'm real. Um, well, there you go. Rick's yeah. on tour, mate. Yeah. They're yours. Sorry, yeah. boys, at the back. The great man didn't give me the heads up. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, anyone out there, again, rickseyewear.com. Get online. Black Friday sales are on. If you're listening to this outside of Black Friday, we've always got our discount code ACES where you get 20% off and free express shipping. Well, mate, let's talk about plans next year. Have you written down some goals? What what's what are you trying to achieve next year? Out like you, you know, we've already spoken about the injury. Round eight, nine, ten is the comeback. Yep. The club's flying. You know, have you written down a few things that you want to do next year that you feel comfortable sharing with everyone? Yeah. Um, yeah, probably now I'm moving into that phase where I'm I'm pretty keen to start looking forward to to next year and um from a physical standpoint, as I alluded to before, doing a lot more running now and um, yeah, racking up the Ks and, and starting to kick. So it's probably, you know, a good time to to start thinking that way. And um yeah, I think the the impact I've always wanted to have from in an AFL environment was just help the team win and, and you know, win and win a premiership. But um so yeah, that that's probably where my focus will be when round one comes around next year, I'll have those, you know, a few extra weeks to prepare and get myself really ready physically uh, and mentally to 
to come in fresh, you know, hopefully round eight um, and make a really strong push to finals and, and have an impact there. So that, that's sort of my, my goal is, you know, obviously having to miss a few games, which is unfortunate, but wrap my head around that now and, um, yeah, just bring a new dimension and um, bring that run and that, con- that contested work that I try and pry myself on back into the, to the side to, to help win games. Oh, mate, love it. And very excited to to see you back in action. Um, wishing you all the best with recovery uh, and, and and obviously the business stuff as well. Give everyone another shout out. It's the 2nd of December? 3rd of December. 3rd of December. Yep. Uh, the Oval is? Trevor Barker Oval in, in What Sandy. time are we starting off? Well, there's four different age groups. So uh, if you jump on the, the event booking and have a look around, it's, it's 11 to 16. So. And what's the Instagram handle? Uh, at Wash underground pw beautiful we'll shout that out in the podcast we'll put it in the show notes as well um mate i hope pittsburgh steelers stop winning (laughs) because my ravens are are just above them and i don't know how your boys are hanging in there have you got any predictions for the nfl before we close out who do you think is going to take it out yeah i don't know it's it's pretty wide open this year there's no real team that's taken off um so i think yeah it'll be a pretty i can't go past the chiefs well so just yeah i'll just find a way they'll you know get the one seed or have a buy and just win at home. And I reckon they'll get there at least. I don't think the Chiefs can win it again. I think they'll be right there, but surely they can't. We need to mix it up. San Fran, I think I think San Fran now are looking the scariest with that defense. Yeah. Um, and if they've got all their – they've got Debo and Ayuk and C-Mac yeah. and Kittle, like they've got that much <laughs> – mm. mate, it's like they've got that much money on the park. Surely they yeah. get it together, but – yeah. yeah, I'm hoping it's just oh, – I wouldn't mind seeing Dallas in the Super Bowl just because yeah. they're so big. Yeah, it would be. It would um, be a spectacle. But yeah, oh, mate, it's going to be exciting. Well, like I said, all the best. Um, yeah, we'll that. touch base again. We'll get you on when you're back um, later next year. Hopefully you've sure. got a medal around the neck. A little Norm Smith. <laughs> um, and, again, everyone listening, thank you for your support. Uh, if you want to check out the great man's business, check it out in the notes below. Um, we'll put in your Instagram and all that kind of stuff as well but we'll get right behind him next year. Hopefully round six or seven, but it's probably looking like round nine <laughs> or 10. Knowing physios, it'll be round 12. They'll give you two more weeks. Yeah. So you're good to go. But um, thanks, brother. Thanks, Appreciate, Appreciate it, mate. And all the best. Thank you. Cheers. See you guys. See you next week. One more time because I really mean it. I just want to say a massive thank you for all the support you continue to give us at the Oz American Aces. If you want to further support us, Make sure you like and subscribe, hit the follow button so you can keep up to date with all our exciting shows and announcements. Righto, now it's time to give our sponsors a massive plug. Lead the charge with Milwaukee. Performance, power, precision, no petrol hassles. Learn more at milwaukeetool.com.au. Milwaukee, nothing but heavy duty. Aces, I know I always talk about the Rixies. But I've got to offer you the discount again. In case you've forgotten or in case you're sleeping under a rock, we have a special discount code for everyone that listens to this podcast or watch the podcast. It's ACES. Head online to rickseyewear.com.au and use the discount code ACES and you'll get 20% off. That's right, 20% off, one-fifth at checkout and free express shipping. So head online, rickseyewear.com.au and check it out.